0: Right, got another guest with us today, Donnie Bedney, president of PSP Metrics. What's
1: up, man? Hey, man. Nothing much. Um, excited to be on with you all the day uh, and, and uh, talk about some cool things. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Well, I wanted to Where's kick of this
2: off really quick. I know, um, you know, me and Donnie met a, a few months ago and we actually got connected through uh, a mutual colleague and friend, um, Wiley. And you know, after our first initial call, it's, it's been great. I mean, he's aligned, he's on top of marketing, he's on top of personal branding, he's on top of everything that you can imagine. So um, it relates really well with us. Um, but I just wanted to say that and, and got, kind of give people a background in regards to how we met and, and who you are. And obviously, we're working with you now through PSP and sure. the website and marketing and all that. But um, Donnie, why don't you tell us a little bit about like you, your story, how you got to where you are today, um, and then we can dive in from there. Love it, love it, man. Yeah.
1: So um, the quickest version, I'll say, you know, for my story, my career has really kind of spanned a, a bunch of different roles. Uh, I like to say it's kind of an amalgamation of uh, many different things. From uh, being a founded team member for a startup of uh, about a hundred professional athletes, um, you know, we got that up to a seven-figure business. Uh, and I did that right after grad school, right? So that's one end of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> probably the one that people want to talk about the most, uh, frankly. That sounds pretty good. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, went on to consulting, uh, you know, with organizations like the Gallup Organization and uh, Ganey Associates, a large healthcare consultancy, um, you know, and kind of did that, um, you know, but then also, uh, got recruited by a client, and so I've been a practitioner and, and head of HR. Served on the exec team for a hospital, and you know, done some of that. And then, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, which was more like, um, I'll say, fellowship. Um, you know, I got not, I got a really cool opportunity uh, to be the chief operating officer for an HR startup uh, based in Nairobi, Kenya. And that was about four months uh, a few years ago. And so, uh, during that time, funny enough. Um, I picked up the phone and called a longtime friend uh, and mentor of mine, uh, Brendan Anderson. He's the founder of this organization called ScaleCo. Um, they're a private investment firm uh, based out of the Midwest. And I said, hey, you know, BA, I'm, uh, I'm ready to run something. You know, I'm, I'm COO for this company. It's like, you know, 30 employees or so. And I said, yeah, I, I, I think I'm really ready to run something. I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges I'm going to have is sourcing, Uh, a deal to actually buy a company. And so I I asked him directly, you know, would you help me with that? Uh, To which he said, yes. Uh, And so shortly after I got back from Kenya, um, I basically started serving as kind of a subject matter expert for them. Um, You know, when it comes to human capital and people and all of that, they started sending me deals. Uh, That's funny enough that the first time I met Wiley, you know, at that point. And so fast forward three years uh, to last September, uh, September 4th, to be exact, I get a note from Brendan, shortest communication we've ever had. And he says, Hey, you know, check out this book, um, which was a prospective company. Um, he said, you know, I have some thoughts, let me know if you have any thoughts. And the quick backstory on that was, it was the company that I now run, um, you know, Wiley came across the, uh, the SIM for it and said, Hey, I think that Donnie might be perfect for this BA. Why don't you, you know, send him a note and check his interests. Um, and Brendan said, Hey, yeah, if Donnie wants to pursue this, then we will. So, um, you know, was very interested in it. Uh, PSP metrics, which, uh, is, is the company I run, uh, today. It's a talent assessment company it was founded in 1946, right. <laughs> so That's post-war II. Right. uh, you know, I like to say we're a 75 year old startup, right. we we, uh, had the opportunity we we've, we've been, uh, running successfully for 75 years, um, we've only grown through referral, right? So we we haven't had sales and marketing in seventy five years, right? Um, which it's I think all
2: to it's, it's, it's all amazing, about the change. It's right?
1: Um, yeah, well, you know, with with amazing partners like you know Utech and otherwise, you know, we're starting to do some things like you know uh, rebranding, um, you know, redoing kind of our our logo, uh, our website. So still, you know, it, from my vision, it was just. You know, could we take uh, build on a 75 year old legacy uh, and combine that with 21st century technology and and continue to, you know, have this business around for another 75 years? So uh, I'll pause there, Wilbur. But, you know, just, um, you know, when you think about my background, I mean, I'd argue that um, I describe my background simply that I've, I've helped organizations uh, drive change through people. Um, you know, a lot of change has been driven through you know policy. Procedure, um, you know, we're seeing technology, you know, change everything, uh, but the only constant in all three of those things are people, right? Um, and and so, literally, my entire career, I've just kind of helped organizations do that.
2: Yeah, and I, I was actually going to bring this up. I mean, I think you have such a vast experience in different sectors and in different industries, and mm-hmm. you've built businesses, you've worked for businesses, you worked internationally. I feel like you're you're just one of the most well-rounded people I've um, that <laughs> <laughs> you've done a lot well, of well-rounded in most people but at the end of the day and the one thing that we've known in business whether it's marketing or just sales or whatever it is mm-hmm. is that it all just revolves around people right yeah. I mean, what we always tell people now is like okay well it's a b2b business it's a b2c business mm-hmm. and though there are obviously th- those are true um but as of the day, B2B businesses and B2C businesses, they're all still humans, right? It's still period. at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. I think just giving you that or giving us that background of you yeah. um, tells our viewers a little bit about you know experience and the most important asset that businesses have is what? It's, it's people.
1: Period, man. Period. I, I was just talking to a good buddy of mine um, at uh, right after lunch today and, and we grabbed coffee in the city. Um you know, and it's a rare time. I was going to, I wasn't sure when I was going to share this uh, or if it even would come up while we were talking, but we're just in a really rare period of time, yes. right, now, yes. right? And <laughs> so um, I believe personally that um, the talent pool, right, is the uh, deepest and widest it's ever been. And not for some of the traditional reasons that, you know, people are discussing, like the number of unemployed people, or frankly, what are they calling it now? The Great Resignation. The resignation, yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's a lot of that going, right? Um, and, and so the Great Resignation kind of ties into you know my theory around it. But think about it. So we 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 have you know three buddies, right? Uh, and I'll, I'll give uh, you know one of you a cooler place to uh, to live than me, um, you know. So let's say Michael's in Laguna Niguel, right? You know, right. Wilbur's in Phoenix, and, and I'm in Boston. Um, and we're all sitting on, sitting on you know, Zoom or whatever else and having a conversation just like we are today. And you know, you're both telling me about the amazing organizations that you work for, how supportive they've been during this time. You, know, you, you, you are, are maybe moving to like a hybrid model, but you're never going back to the office full time, you know, uh, progressive from a benefits perspective, life support, you know, time off, all of these kind of things, right? Meanwhile, I say, you know, my place is, you know, worse than ever. Uh, They've been pushing me to get back to the office even before, uh, you know, vaccinations were even available. Uh, You know, I have a two-year-old daughter and, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, we're not able to find care for her. And my manager has been talking to me on the side like, hey, you can't have her on, uh, you know, internal or external calls. You know, they're giving me a bunch of grief and, and life is miserable for me. Right. And meanwhile, you know, since you all know me, you both say almost at the same time, hey, Donnie, look, um, you know, our organizations could really use you, right? Like you're one of the best at what you do in the world. And oh, by the way, you could play that role and not have to move. You could just stay in Boston, right? We're going to connect you with the exec recruiters. And I'm just pretending you guys are at different organizations. We'll connect you directly with our exec recruiters. And I'm telling you guys, I will be gone from the current organization I'm with like that, right? And so the strategy and the opportunity then lies for not only am I seeing clients and organizations shifting to like this retention model, but as we talk about building competitive companies and doing it from a talent perspective, then what I would suggest to any of our listeners is this, look at where you're looking to go uh, for, for 2025 or 2030, depending on what your planning is, right? Five to 10 years. And then say, all right, cool. So how are we going to get there? What are our gaps to achieving that growth, right? And who are the talents, you know, or what is the talent that we need in order to fill those gaps and then go directly to the top people that could fill those gaps and go get them? Because I guarantee you that whether or not they're proactively looking, for the first time in a long time, a, a I'll say a majority of people are open to having conversations. Yes. Right. Which is just it, it, it's such a phenomenal opportunity for any organizations that are willing to, you know, kind of take that perspective. And to your point, you know, it literally view uh, their people or human capital as their most valuable asset, which, you know, truthfully, they are.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is the most valuable asset. I, I, I think we see it across the board, even. Um, you know, we're pretty progressive as far as what we offer and things like that, but we see it internally as well, where, you know, there are other bigger agencies than us, right. And there are bigger corporations and organizations where, you know, maybe they pay more or they, mm-hmm. they offer a signing bonus, things like that, which try to compete with, you know, if they're bigger, but control what you can't control. Right. So for the gotcha. businesses, you know, like if someone needs to be remote, by all means, if they, if they need to take their kids in, do whatever, be flexible. 100 yeah. percent those those are types of things that in today's world it, it does need to be more flexible and one of the things that is pretty cool about um, you know our organization I'm just bringing this up because this is the most experience I have sure yeah. is, is <laughs> we actually offer 35 hour work weeks rather than 40 hours so it's it's already kind of adapting to the whole um you know, maybe three day weekends. Sure. It's not there yet because I yep. just don't know if that's too soon. But sure. we're already kind of trying to get things down to where, you know, 35 hour work work weeks. Um, we want less burnout. We want people to be able to work remote. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. remote during. I mean, and, and obviously I'm from Chicago, but I live in Scottsdale. My family yep. is here. So yep. during, luckily we have offices here. But if you didn't, <laughs> If you did, yeah. for example, yep. you know, if someone's from Boston and they live in Arizona, but they want to go back for a month or two weeks to work from home, you know, yep. be with their families, we support it. We want you to do it. You know, we want you to be able to do that. So, absolutely, every, I agree with everything you're you're saying. It feels like a pitch, man. I I love I love being, I know, I might uh, have to a client. I here. love being a client. I'm just like, Are you man. Coming to Utah? <laughs> No, but it's I think, I think companies, you, I do think companies need to focus in on that because I do get yeah. a lot of client calls or, or calls from companies where it's like, Hey, can you help us fill this role? We can't, we can't seem to, you know, do it or yeah. there's a lot of turnover. And I think the best answer is to really look inward first and see what types of progressive, even small changes, small steps will kind of help us facilitate. it. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, you, you know, I would agree, man. And one other thing I'll, I'll throw in there, I guess on top of that is, you know, one of the things I've seen in my career, right. I, and I'll, I'll refer to it as like alignment, right. Cause I think it's so hard for some individuals, especially folks who have built organizations in like a very specific way, um, arguably for decades, right. right, right. Um, to, you know, to kind of open up and think about things and, and build in a slightly different way. Um but one of the things I've noticed, and I, I'd argue like every leader you know throughout their career has experienced this is like when I'm in alignment, right with, with whatever my vision is or you know, when, when it's correct from an alignment perspective, then you could take one step and a thousand things will go right, right? Like all of your data will tell you like if, you know if 35 hours is correct, right and remote working or a hybrid model is correct, then all your performance data and like everything else is going to show that period. Right. Like it's just, it, it begins to happen. Whereas if, if you're not aligned, then you could take a thousand steps and like nothing's going to work. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Um, and so it, that's the interesting part to me is just whether or not uh, to your point, whether or not organizations are willing to even just take one step, right. right. Go hybrid. Right, you don't have to be a hundred percent remote. It's, it may not be, frankly, because your culture has been for the past a hundred years, everybody being you know, in right. the office or whatever else. Going hundred percent remote might, you know, not be ideal for your culture. Right. Um, but go hybrid. You know, take us like let people, you know, go to a flex schedule, like you know, whatever it is. Just take one step. Be willing to take that one. And then, if it is the right direction, guarantee that you know it, there'll be a number of uh, things from an evidence perspective that will uh, lead to you understanding it was the right move.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, Donnie. I you, you've obviously you you think about these things all the time. I know you've done a ton of research. You have a huge background in this. Do you yes. see this whole great resignation and everything continuing into the future? Do you think this is just the new normal?
1: Man, uh, so that's such an interesting term, Michael. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind to put you on. The, uh, that's a, a
0: tough one. Yeah, man. I know.
1: I know a bunch of people are like looking for whatever the new normal is. Um, what I do believe is this: I think that um, I think generationally, um, you know, millennials, which I'm, I, I am one. Um, you know, surprisingly, I think we all are. Um, maybe. Um, yep. And yep. so. It, it's interesting that, you know, just across generations, uh, but specifically, you know, uh, I'll say millennials and younger, um, you know, just shown, um, I think I think we've shown um, an ability to really focus on values a little bit more than, you know, even paychecks, right? Sure. And, and in a funny way, um, it, you know, because I, I believe we're living uh, through a black swan event. Right. Like once again, we're going to look back 2025, 2030, and we're going to say, holy crap, like 2020, everything changed. Right. So catalyzed by, uh, you know, this global pandemic within the U.S., like, you know, some sort of social unrest as well. And, you know, probably some other countries. Mm -hmm. But the acceleration of change, um, you know, during this time, I think, has had so many effects, including. Um, you know, folks being at home um, and, and maybe even getting the opportunity just to sit down for a second and kind of, um, I'll say refocus or even refresh what's important to them. And I think that's a huge part of what's really driving like this great resignation, right? Yeah. And so I'm not sure that, um, I'm not sure that those values are ever going to like reorder themselves and, like, work then rises back to the top. Sure. Right? Right. Just, it, you know, for, for people with families and who have who've been able to, you know, spend quality time with their loved ones or, um, you know, their children or, you know, any of those kind of things or, or even, you know, work remotely for the first time. Right? I mean, the amount of uh, internal struggle to then go back to this very narrow box, You know, inside an office, or you know, not have that flexibility. um, You know, uh, that's not even to talk about. Like, think about you know some of the cities we live in, right? Like commuting, right? Like, let's let's just say two to three hours of your life that you can never get back, (laughs) right? right? Just that. Um, I'm not sure that um, we see folks going back, um, you know, to that. And 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 so if their values have shifted, um, you know, in that way, then I, my, my, um, my best guess is that, uh, you know, barring something that, you know, significantly shifts those values again, I don't see the reordering of those back to, you know, what, what was kind of, uh, I'll say BC before COVID, <laughs> um, you know, uh, and, 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 and we're still unsure, you know, what AC, right. You know, after COVID is going to be, um, you know, where I think we're starting to see that though. And, and, um, it's going to be very, very interesting. The part that, you know, I, I continue to encourage, you know, clients um, you know, for, and, and I'll even uh, you know, put you guys in on a secret because it, now it won't be a secret because it's, it's going on the pod, but you know, I I've moved away from using the term remote working uh, because I, I believe it's almost become like a four letter word to, you know, some leaders um, you know, now. And so I just refer to decentralized culture, and you know everybody accepts that right they're like oh yeah we need a decentralized culture um and it's like yeah you do um you know and and nobody let's be clear like i think most organizations haven't figured out like how do you like you know uh develop uh you know and nurture relationships right i think one of the biggest responsibilities for you know leaders of organizations is how do you create environments where people can build stronger relationships, right? I mean, that's right. what your culture is, right? Like it, it, the amazing team that you all have at UTech, um, you know, it, they a lot of them have built relationships and I can see, um, you know, the, the, the collegiality and stuff like that with the team that supports us at PSP, right? Um, but that's, that's a, a struggle for some organizations, um, you know, as they continue to think about, like, if we've only built relationships in one way you know how do we uh you know figure out ways to do that um and i have some clients that you know are doing things like um you know basically open office hours like that executives will hold and, and you'll have a zoom room and they'll just like have office hours because you can't have the traditional like water cooler conversations because you're not going to bump into people at the water cooler right. Right. I've thought about doing CNN, that right, right? dude it, it works like I've seen it I've seen it work some clients are you know it's, it's working really really well and you know you pick an hour you know maybe two depending on your schedule and you know it's at this specific time and people can pop in or pop out as they want to um and, it, and it, it's, it's a great tip I've seen it work and um yeah so anyway long way I probably <laughs> went in a slightly different direction than your original question but
2: no, that was great.
1: That was
2: great. But I do want to move on to the next one because I think this one, um, you and you and Mike and Norris, you guys are very similar in your thought process in regards to like personal branding, getting your message out there. You guys are on LinkedIn. You guys are doing podcasts. I'm very much more of, I want to stay behind the curtain a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm very low key. I don't have Drag so many profiles. This is so <laughs>
1: funny to hear Wilbur say this, but okay. <laughs>
2: sure. I, I'm forced to do a lot of this stuff because they're like, "Oh, you, you have to do it," you know, whatever. But if it was up to me, I have no social media pages besides LinkedIn, mm-hmm. any of that stuff. So, but I do want to just ask you. So, Johnny, yep. how did how do you think personal branding affects the business? Like even PSP, yeah, in general, because what I've seen is, is that the president for small businesses, the, the leaders of the small businesses and stuff, mm-hmm. it makes an impact, right? If I say something, if I do something, yeah. it, it, the message comes off, it, it kind of humanizes the company as a whole. So, True. Uh, and I, I know Norris preaches that to me all the time, which is why he's always on LinkedIn and he's doing stuff. He's like, well, we got to do this uh, podcast. Wilbur, you got to send out an email. Yeah. You know, you got to do all this stuff. So. I wanted to get your take and then I wanted Norris's take too, because I feel like you guys are very much aligned in regards to this.
1: What's it? I think that speaks to the amazing partnership that you all have. And, um, you know, for sure, uh, we're still building out my, uh, my team at, uh, at PSP. So, you know, I feel, I feel a responsibility, um, you know, frankly, once again, you know, we're 75 years old, right. And so, um, you know, and there's, plenty of people that I've been meeting, uh, even in Pittsburgh who have never heard of us, right. we're right right downtown Pittsburgh in the Frick building. Right. And so, uh, I think that, um, I don't remember who said this, but I heard some folks say it, uh, a long time ago, and I'm not going to give anybody credit because I don't want it to be wrong. (laughs) But the statement was, you know, your problem, sometimes people don't, you know, want to be out there because they're, they're concerned about like overexposure and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, but for most people, and, and literally like 99% of people, the question is not about overexposure. Your problem is scarcity. Like nobody knows who you are.
2: Right.
1: Right. And so that, that's one of the biggest challenges, you know, frankly, that faces us. And so I just view it as, um, you know, w- whether we're talking about personal branding or otherwise, I just view it as me getting the opportunity to educate people uh, about what we do as a business um, you know, And by educating them on what we do as a business and, frankly, how amazing our clients are and how we've been able to partner and play a role in how amazing they are in building competitive companies, um, that I'm actually doing a favor uh, to people who, frankly, just haven't figured it out. right? And, yeah. and I, I would say the same for, for you all. I mean, the, the services and the impact that you all can provide, um, you know, helping us in our rebrand is significant. Um, you know, our website, I'm so excited about, um, you know, it going up and, and, and all of that. And so if I, didn't, if, if I didn't know about you and you existed, it's something that I was looking for, right? right? So thankfully, I knew Wiley, but if I didn't know him, then I hope that I would be on LinkedIn, you know, run across you, yep. hear the pod or something else, because it's a service that I need. And I right. need a partner in that way. And so I view it a little bit more as that. Um, one more shout out real quick before I pass to Norris is, is this. Um, I heard a guy, John Henry, uh, had posted the other day and he was like, you know, a lot of he made some sort of statement. This is going to be in my own words, but he basically was like, look, um, a lot of you, um, you know, are not posting, um, you know, a lot. And what I'm going and, to, and I've been the same way, but what I'm going to say to you is that by not posting, you're actually being selfish
2: hmm.
1: because there are people out there who need to hear your message, right? They need to know about the challenges of building. They need to know about the victories. There, there's a number of things that, um, frankly, folks are missing out on that you are coveting, basically, that by not sense. posting more. That's a, that's a good, Um, that resonated well with me just for, you know, kind of your question. So Norris, I don't know if you feel the same, man, but that's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of where I'm at.
0: I think I generally do my, my, the way I approach that question might just be different than yours, but I think we end up at the same place. So Hmm. that to me, I mean, I've always, I'm someone who loves teaching just innately. That's just like a part of me. So to me, as I'm seeing, you know, this is like up and coming like years ago, as I'm starting to see people talking about business and marketing and they're posting and doing all this stuff. I'm like, I'm looking at that and I'm like, man, that would be kind of cool. I just don't know if I have the experience yet. I don't know if I'm you know, capable of doing that, all that. And, and I had that little bit of fear there. Like, how would I perform in front of a camera to think that I could talk on camera like this? <laughs> and this? Oh, no, you're definitely a
2: natural man. No, no. <laughs> I didn't
0: think, I didn't think I was. And I bet there are a lot of people out there who are in that same boat who sure. just don't believe in themselves. And and, yeah. and I'm not trying to bucket everyone into that category. There are a bunch of reasons not to do it, but yeah. I think that is one strong reason not to do it. Mm-hmm. And my, my philosophy on that is essentially, you, know, you see a lot of things that it, there are going to be people who are posting regardless that are going to fill up people's feeds and it's either going to be you or someone else. And, you might be better than those other people Uh, regardless, you know, I I think you're, you're definitely onto something, Donnie, with just giving your perspective and sharing it. I I think it's, it's, it's helpful to put that out there. And I also think that, you know, there's a difference between coming out and putting yourself out there and, and constantly almost coming across like an ad, like Mm -hmm. we're going to do this for you and we're the best and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. No one wants that. Nobody wants to see that at all. Don't do that. But if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna jump out there and actually give people free information about something that could benefit them, yeah, well that's great, and you're just doing you're doing good in the world yeah. by by putting that out there, and you have this tool, the internet, where you can reach people at scale yeah. with your message. It, it would be like you know having a one on one conversation with a friend, but you're putting it out there for a bunch of friends instead. Yeah. that's kind of how I see it.
1: Yeah. And going back to what I said before, right? Like when you're talking about alignment, right? I mean, literally just posting content, you know, consistently taking that one step, it's going to become very, very clear, like whether or not you should keep doing it, right? I mean, that's the cool thing about the internet and and stuff now is like you get instantaneous feedback, like people are going to listen to your pod or not,
2: right? (laughs) Right. People are going to like
1: your content or not. Uh, They're going to view it or not. Um, you know, and as long as you give it, you know, a, a nice little run, I think that's fine. To, to something else you said, Norris, is this. Um, this is interesting to me and, and some of the things that I appreciate, frankly, just about the three of us or, or anybody that I come into meetings with, right? What are, there, so there's like seven and a half billion people in the world, right? Um, and, and some people view that as you know, oh, there's seven and a half billion people in the world. So there's got to be somebody who like knows more than me or like, you know, will anybody care about what I say and stuff like that? Yeah. And so the fact that you're one in seven and a half billion is like pretty overwhelming for a lot of people. Right. Um, But I would say that, you know, my perspective is, but that's your superpower, that you're actually one in seven and a half billion. Like there is no other Michael Norris. There is no other Wilbur U. There is no other Donnie Bedning. And so, step into every meeting, you know, as you think about personal branding, professional branding, like one of the biggest challenges of why people like have fear and stuff is because they look at it like, oh, well, I can never do things like Norris. I can never do things like Wilbur. And that's right. Like I got on here and I'm done. So for me to (laughs) attempt to do things like for me to attempt to be Norris or or me to attempt to be Wilbur, like I'm always going to fall below the mark. Like I'm never going to hit the market being somebody that I'm not sure. I can, I can be myself a hundred percent of the time. Right. And so, you know, once kind of tie in all this together of our conversation today, it's like, you know, even culturally, right. Like if you can create an environment, which I, so far I've found, uh, you know, with you all's team that support us uh, and why I I think you guys are amazing partners is that um, each member of the team that I've met is very much uniquely themselves, mm. and you know, yeah, they have different responsibilities and stuff. But so far, the people I've met are willing to embrace the personality uh, and everything that they uniquely bring to the table. Our in-person meeting, you know, people speak up when they feel like they can add value,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, and and frankly, that's empowering not only for people to continue to have opportunities, um, but once again. For anybody listening to this, please understand and be clear. Your superpower is being you. There is literally nobody else who can be you. Speak up in that meeting, post that video that you're not sure about and everything else, because your perspective that you bring every single day is unique. And that's your superpower. Lean into that more.
0: I love that. And if I could just add one thing to that message, please, your your first time that you jump out there and do it is not going to be the same as the 100th time. It's not even going to be close. You're going to get way better. You're you're not going to be just – you're not going to come out out of the gate on fire. You're not going to – you know, like no one can step into the NFL and play quarterback right away. It doesn't Mm -hmm. work like that. So you you do kind of need to just – you know, you can do some dry runs, not post things, record yourself, whatever you want to do. But just know that you'll get better, and it comes more naturally as you do it.
1: Completely agree.
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts, though,
2: Wilbur? No, I mean I agree with with everything that you guys are saying. I think it's definitely necessary from a professional and and a business standpoint. And I recommend all business owners and executives to obviously be on LinkedIn and to promote their personal branding, what they know, because you're an expertise in that field, right? And you're an expertise, and you're you're, Mm -hmm. you represent that company in the highest manner. So if you're the president, if you're the CEO, if you're the owner. You're the in. We want every employee and every person to represent the organization in the highest manner. But you're like the highest highest member because yeah, you either started the company. It starts with you, and, yeah. and if the culture sucks at your company, it starts with you. Sure, it's who you hired. It's 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 who you have in place right now that are are you know making decisions and pulling the strings and doing all that stuff. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Is is I think you should be in front of people. What I was saying in regards to social media was more of on the personal side, right? I don't like to have an Instagram. I don't want to post about yeah. you know where I'm going or a dinner I had. Like that's <laughs> not me. I, I I like to enjoy the moment. Yeah. Um, and I I used to be on social media all the time, and it was it was just for me. I shouldn't probably be saying this because we we make a living off of advertising and social media and all this stuff. But for me, it was like everyone's highlight reel and everyone's and everyone's beautiful and everyone's all this stuff. But in reality, you know, it's just the greatest moment in the greatest shot with the greatest lighting at that time. Right. So that's kind of what I meant, but for, for being the face of the company and that's why I am active on LinkedIn and and all those platforms is, is because I do think that, you know, I have a I have a job responsibility, not just the P&L statements and what's going on, but yeah. job responsibility to represent the company to whether it's our clients, prospects. You know, something I say could help a sales guy sell something mm-hmm. faster because the client mm-hmm. or someone at that organization saw it, even though, yeah. you know, I'm not directly interacting with them. They like what I said and the sales guy goes and sells them because they saw a post that I made. Yeah, so there's sure. so many different like scenarios that, you know, social can help. Yeah. Um, well,
0: you're, you're definitely onto something because it, we, we've seen in, in data and case studies and everything, people prefer to follow people rather than brands. Sure. I mean, this probably goes back to what you were saying, Donnie, with human capital being your number one resource. I mean, it, it just is what it is. And I, I think in today's day and age, you know, maybe this has a little bit to do with some of the stuff you mentioned earlier with the black swan event and stuff. Mm-hmm where people are just putting more of an emphasis on people than they are corporations or, or brands. Yeah. But I, I can tell you, I've, I've seen, you know, that there, there'll be times we, this happens to us actually, Wilbur and I could post something on LinkedIn and we could post the exact same thing as the Utech company page. The yeah. Utech company page has more followers, ironically, but our posts are going to do better than
1: the yeah. Utech company. Page. I can see that.
0: It happens all the time.
1: Yep. Right.
0: So that, that's very interesting to me too. I I think it's something to take advantage of if you're, you're willing to
1: do it. Well, I mean, look, man, it just, exposure is so like, to to your point, like using something like the internet. um, I mean, just this decade, you know, maybe last decade, you know, as well, it's just, I think it's been a a really unique time. And and the fact that everybody has one of these Mm -hmm. and, you know, freaking are flipping through them or anything else, like during a meeting or, you know, whatever, uh, if you're not on there, right. And, and everything's integrated now. Right. So a, a bunch of people see me post on Facebook, um, you know, but it's literally that I'm posting on Instagram and it's just automatically posting <laughs> to Facebook. Cause I'm not really on Facebook. Uh, so for anybody who's, you know, shot me a note or something on there or commented and I haven't responded, just know that I'm not really on there. Um, you know, but I think that, I think that that is, um, you know, kind of sweeping through Wilbur's point as well. Um, I I mean, I completely agree that, um, you know, social for some people is like a highlight reel, right. Mm. Um, one of the pivots that I'm making a little bit, at least on, you know, IG and, and, uh, you know, Facebook a little bit, and I guess Twitter, um, you know, as well, even though I'm not necessarily like on there all the time, uh, I'm attempting to post things that frankly are just giving people more of a glimpse into my life right now mm-hmm. granted right now it's mostly like me randomly working out um, you know me with my family uh, you know which is like my, my my two-year-old daughter Sophia or or my wife Ty uh, you know and us kind of hanging out um, you know where at times like you know business stuff right like I get to speak or you know I'll probably take a photo of us you know uh, today and you know be able to shout out you know you all but Um, I think that's what, frankly, as leaders, like we, once again, should going back to this responsibility and opportunity to, you know, just share openly uh, a little bit more like what it's like to build, right? Like what it's like to be a leader. Um, You know, our generation, man, is, is uh, (laughs) in a funny way, we're starting to run stuff now and we're going to be running stuff for the next 20, 30 years.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Right. And so the more that, you know, leaders like us can share you know for you know our peers who are who are coming up right like rapidly towards mm-hmm. you know hopping into some larger roles you know if they can learn from us right um then then we get the opportunity to accelerate um you know them a little bit more and and i'm sure you know uh, build some partners for you know the next 20 30 years right and that's yeah. uh, that's a pretty cool opportunity that frankly, you know, our parents and grandparents never had the opportunity to do that, right? They had to pick up the phone or go knock on a door or, you know, whatever else we get to build relationships around the world just by hopping on Zoom or something else. And that's pretty freaking awesome.
2: It's, it's a yeah. gift in that sense.
1: Yeah, huge opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, last thing I want to say, Donnie, uh, before we end this year is that... Sure. You can definitely be a host uh, on this show whenever you want.
1: <laughs> love it, just, love it, man. That's you, cool. You got,
2: you got, you just got this natural thing about you that I think yeah. our viewers would love. Cool. Um, and you're fighting for the people. Everything that you're saying is 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 for the people. Everything yeah. that you're kind of you're about is is for the people. You're always thinking of the people. So um, I appreciate that, and I, I appreciate you being on this show and. Uh, we're super excited for for PSP and our you know relationship with you and yeah um, yeah we we want you back.
0: Can I can I tack on one thing as far as some <laughs> there's some bonus content here? Sure. <laughs> uh, so Donnie, before I met you, I actually yeah. looked at your your Instagram and everything. I, oh like, wow! I checked good. you out because I I was just like you know this guy's the president of this company. I'm coming out here. I need to like who is this <laughs> guy, you know? So I, I, I checked Which out.
2: What Which I wear? Right.
0: And so I did, and I saw like the workout videos, everything. I, I just, it, I, I want to emphasize that I, I like that you do that because it shows mm-hmm. that yeah. you're a human. It shows that you're a person. It's not, yeah. you know, just the uh, super corporate, whatever, or, oh, you know, we're all business all the time. No one's all sure. business all the time. So nope. this- you know, incorporating your actual life into it, I, I think is beneficial.
1: Nice man. Yeah. Um, thank you uh, to you both. I mean, it, it's been a cool combo. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed our conversations prior to this, and so you know, to, to once again have the luxury to just kind of record our conversations uh, that we can share with you know thousands and millions of people. Um, you know, I just think it's 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 really important. I take it as a big responsibility and. Yeah, I see my entire world, you know, through the lens of people, right? Um, I, I've, Honestly, if you look at it any different, then <laughs> that's a big problem. Uh, there may be people who see it through like algorithms and code and stuff like that. I, I'm not necessarily one of those people, but I try to surround myself with those people as well, because um, that's also a responsibility based on where we're going. Um, but as often as you all have me back, um, you know, we, we can work it out. So Uh, Would love to, you know, have some more combos and meet some more people, and um, just grateful to you all for uh, being great partners. Um, Thanks for bringing some of my vision uh, to fruition, uh, you know, in our rebrand and the new website and everything else. I'm super, super excited about it.
2: We're excited too. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, it's, it's great. I mean, just to to meet people like you and to make those connections and everything is amazing and i don't want to, i don't want the whole end of this episode to become this big fluff piece where we all just float it's just a little test. but yeah but but no it really is great
2: so thank you,
1: thank you yeah cool 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 what else uh what else can i share uh potentially that'll help you know some of the listeners or anything else with our you know kind of out
0: I think you know if, if you oops,
1: in my mic we'll knock over <laughs> the <room. laughs> uh,
0: I think just a, you know if you have any final thoughts just surrounding people and and all that and maybe what organizations can do. I don't know if it's like an identity thing, you know, where they need to kind of focus in on themselves and look at themselves. Sure. But I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me share this. I will say. Um, you know, as we've already mentioned, like people are so important, right? Um, and and from a talent perspective, um, you know, I think the three of us know this, but I'll, I'll encourage folks if, if your business is not, you know, making the strides that you know you believe it should be, um, then then I will um, implore you that you know a, a big aspect of that. Look at your look at your team, right? Uh, And I share this, funny enough, um, you know, on on my own podcast now, um, a great question for you to ask, right? Whether you're an individual or uh, a leader who has a vision for their company is this. Um, If you're wondering whether or not your dream or vision is big enough, ask your question. Can you, well, ask yourself, can you accomplish your dream or vision by yourself or with the current team that you have? right? And if the answer to either of those questions is yes, then I propose to you that your vision or dream is not big enough.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Right? Great. Because inevitably, once you resize that, then you're going to find that you're going to have to uh, ultimately drive that change through people, right? And, and hence, you're, you're going to need other talent that has some of the experience or viewpoints in a different way to take your organization to, you know, to help you realize your dream or whatever that is. And so just continue to encourage, you know, everyone who's listening, you know, only dream big, um, you know, and ultimately, you know, don't be afraid uh, to continue building the skill uh, and experience of driving change with and through people.
0: Perfect, man. I I think that's a good spot to end if you you guys do. Um, Yeah, I think that was good, man. Donnie, do you want to you plug your, your podcast, PSP, anything like
1: that? Yeah. So, you know, PSP Metrics, um, you know, that's our organization. You can find us at PSPmetrics.com. Um, we're also on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I think we're on IG now uh, as well. And, and probably the Twitter, uh, as Timothy <laughs> Harris would say, um, you know, and then uh, only the, the only Dream Big podcast. Um, I believe it's on OnlyDreamBig.com. I've owned that for a couple of decades now, so happy to finally use it. Uh, and you can also find me on Instagram, uh, OnlyDreamBig Inc. Um, you know is my Instagram, and you know as I mentioned, we kind of post personal stuff and all of that. Uh, and then I'm Donnie Bedney uh, on Twitter, so you can uh, you can find me at any of those places.
0: Perfect, and we highly recommend Donnie.
1: <laughs> yeah, look forward to seeing you all on social, and uh, you know, feel free to shoot me a note on LinkedIn or anything else if um, you know you feel like I can help or can just share some perspective that'll help your organization or you personally.
0: thank you for joining us, man. This has been great. Yeah.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, you all. Thanks, Donnie. All right.